a pattern that I noticed over the last few years is that when somebody becomes more successful than when they start achieving what it is that they set out to achieve, there's actually a trap there because you sort of have more to protect and you become less creative and less innovative and actually start living a little bit more out of fear. And I started to observe this in myself. I started to see it in friends and clients. And I realized what an advantage it is for somebody who's always on their own leading edge, somebody who's hungry or even somebody who's a little bit scared. You know, somebody who's, who is operating out of fear, but uses that fear as fuel to create what it is that they really want. And that's when this becomes an incredible advantage. Need nothing, appreciate everything, have it all. Welcome to the podcast that helps you architect your most self-authorized, productive, and fulfilled life. Join action philosopher Jesse Elder on a journey to greater joy, freedom, and wealth every kind as he shares insights gained from the leading edge of liberated living the hardest part is accepting just how easy success can be and now jesse Hey, it's Jesse and welcome back to another episode of our podcast. Uh, and if this is your first time, welcome. As all of these conversations uh, unfold, uh, it's just incredible to feel so much uh, connection. And I realize that this is sort of a one way conversation because I can't actually see you or hear what you might say, but I do feel incredibly connected to you and to the audience and, and to this material. And I have so much appreciation for your choice to be here today. And I'm going to do everything that's in my power to share with you some very specific tips, some very specific steps, and some different concepts that have made a big difference in my life and in the lives of the people that I have an opportunity to serve and connect with. So with that being said, let's get down to it. A couple of episodes ago, we started talking about this concept of the wisdom economy. What the heck is the wisdom economy? Is that just like a fancy sounding term? What is this? Well, I actually I deeply believe, and I've based all of my life on this at this point, that the only way to truly defend your life, the only way to remain relevant, the only way to stay growing and, and succeeding is to cultivate your own wisdom. So anybody who's, if you're listening to this right now and, and you are not a part of the wisdom economy, this episode will be especially important for you because I believe as the weeks and months and years ahead of us unfold, anyone who is not operating in the wisdom economy is at an extreme risk of being displaced, disrupted, uh, even replaced and there are very few things in life that are worse than becoming irrelevant. This has nothing to do with your worth as a human being, but I'm, I'm talking about the value that you're bringing to the world personally, professionally, the expression of your own unique energy. So to operate in the wisdom economy is to live by your own merit. It's to live by the ability that you have to be increasingly relevant, increasingly valuable in the life of someone who, who you want to help. And whether this is somebody that you're in a partnership with, a personal relationship, or it's somebody that you are uh, working with professionally, 
Our job is to remain relevant and to continue to expand our value so that you are immune to any sort of disruption. You're immune to any sort of displacement. You can never be uh, competed with by artificial intelligence or robotics or uh, computers or anything else like that. So what is wisdom? We've we've talked about that in uh, some of the other episodes. I'll give you a very quick recap here. And by the time you get to the end of this episode, you will have some very specific strategies and some ways that you can shift your own genius and expand into that. So you are rewarded more for being who you are. And uh, this is a really fun lifestyle once you once you really uh, get it down. So wisdom is far greater than knowledge. And I'll explain what I mean by that. Knowledge is the organized information like a recipe. You know, you learn the recipe and now you can pass the recipe on to somebody else and they can cook a chocolate cake and, and then you've transferred knowledge. But knowledge is also easily competed with. Anybody that's got a faster computer or has got a a broader database or a little bit better algorithm, they're going to be able to come up with more knowledge than you can. And you'll very quickly fall by the wayside. But wisdom, wisdom is knowledge that has been embodied through experience. And this can never be competed against. So think about a time when you found yourself in a conversation and really trying hard to be valuable. And maybe drawing from your knowledge and maybe you had some information that you're sharing. And can you feel the struggle that comes with that? Can you feel the struggle that comes with trying to share a piece of information that other people will want to to pay you for or hire you for? Or even in a personal relationship or a friendship, you know, where you're trying to fit in and you're, you're trying really hard for people to like you. This is such a a losing game because it disconnects you from your actual core power. But wisdom, on the other hand, wisdom is where everything just flows, where the ideas and the insights and, and the answers and solutions and the stories and the adventure just unfolds. And all of a sudden you realize that people are just kind of looking at you wide eyed and, you know, maybe their mouth's hanging open a little bit and they recognize that, Oh my gosh, this is a powerful person. And they, they want more of that because they like the way they feel about themselves When you are in your zone, because when you're in your zone and you're sharing through experience, something that you've embodied that you're obviously passionate about and qualified to share, man, that's just so motivating and so enlightening for other people. And you become naturally magnetic. So this is really worth developing. And in this episode, I'm going to pull back the layers on exactly how you can develop this for yourself. So knowledge is just the information that's been organized, but wisdom is the embodied experience of that knowledge. So I'm going to ask you a question. Would you consider yourself right now, as you're listening to these words, would you consider yourself to have unique wisdom? This might be a confrontational question, because if you're not used to thinking about your own wisdom, this may seem like it's something for others. But think about an experience that you've been through that, as it was happening, was uncomfortable or even painful. And you can think about how motivated you were to find a way to solve that problem. 
that are, and I really, I'm going to challenge you to really think about this. Everything's fine right now. And you can, in the freedom and safety of your own mind, you can go back to that experience and remember a time when you were struggling, when you were having a tough time, when maybe you, you didn't know what the next step was going to be. But can you, can you remember the feeling of resolve? The moment that you realized I have to figure this out, the, the moment you, you recognized that this can't continue and you started to make new choices, you started to do different Google searches, you started to look for things that could help you to change the situation. Maybe you started reading different books. That moment of resolve, that moment where you start to recognize your own resilience and you start to see that, hey, I can change this. And then what happened? You found different ways of looking at things. You began to say yes to certain things. You pr probably began to say no to certain things as you felt your own boundaries becoming stronger and your own standards elevating and you started to feel more of your own confidence, your own certainty. Perhaps you attracted into your life some other friends or mentors or other influences, people who you started to see living a little bit differently and start to wonder, well, why not me? And then what happened as you continue to explore these new relationships, as you continue to experiment with different ways of doing things, everything started to shift. And one day you looked up and you realized, hey, I'm not in hell anymore. I'm not in the level of pain that I was. I'm feeling some more relief. I'm beginning to see the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel. First of all, Acknowledge yourself for that because that is an incredible journey to have embraced. And in the process of that journey, you developed wisdom. You applied what you learned and you created a different experience, a different result. You began to wake up to a slightly different reality every day. This is wisdom. And this is what makes you unique. This is what allows you to bring a unique value into the world, into the conversations that you're having with others. This is something that is so much a part of you that it can't be ignored. It's impossible not to see this embodied energy. And my perspective on this is that is if we don't just wait for circumstances to force us to become more innovative or, or more resourceful. But if we can take responsibility for this, if we can actually prioritize the development of our own wisdom and push that way forward so that it's something that we're doing intentionally, something that we're doing consistently, not because we have to, but because it's fun. <laughs> it's enjoyable to develop new distinctions and perspectives and insights, not as an outcome that you're going to change the world with, but as a natural byproduct of you just living the life that you feel like living. Yes, this requires a high degree of self-authorization. Yes, it requires absolutely shedding the need for permission from other people. And you can do that respectfully. You can do that holistically. You can do that sustainably. But you must do it if you are to make your own wisdom a continually growing product. Is all of this making sense? 
So the wisdom that you possess, the experientially applied information, this is what gives you an unbelievable amount of value. Personally, professionally, mentally, emotionally, physically, socially, financially, in every way that you might measure your growth and impact in the world, wisdom is the foundation. This is what also allows you to enjoy lifetime growth. Because when you're living every day as an accumulator of life experience, as you are seeking and, and finding and creating new life experiences, your marvelous brain is assimilating these experiences and is aggregating them and is putting them together into new perspectives and you remain fresh. Your brain just doesn't get old. If you've never heard the term neuroplasticity, look it up. It's fascinating at how malleable our brains are and how your brain can continue to grow and expand. Look, the reason people decline as they get older is their orbits shrink. They stop experiencing the things that are, that are born in their heart to want to experience. So wisdom is the only thing, the only uniquely human quality that cannot be disrupted, cannot be displaced. In previous episodes, I've alluded to four areas of your focus, four quadrants, if you will, that when put together, make wisdom a natural byproduct. You know, it's like a combustion engine. It doesn't exist to create exhaust, but exhaust coming out is the natural byproduct of the combustion. And while that may not be as clean a metaphor as you developing your own wisdom, wisdom itself is a natural byproduct of following these quadrants. And so this is not the gospel. This is not what you have to do, but it's something that I've found very sustainable uh, and something that continues to get better the more that I embrace it. So in our, in another episode, we talked about the first quadrant. We talked about this idea of radical, authentic self-care. And that's how you, you do increase your capacity. You increase your bandwidth, so to speak. But capacity is only one part of it. What we have to focus on now is the content of your life, the content of your experience. Look, if, if wisdom is knowledge that has been applied experientially and, and not just the recipe, but spending the time in the kitchen and, you know, getting your hand burned a little bit and then, and then getting your hands in the, in the batter, so to speak, in the clay and moving things around, that's the experience that results in the cake. And that's how you get wisdom. So you can read a dozen books on public speaking, but if all you have to do is get on stage and now you have wisdom. So in order for us to embrace our own uh, capacity, we got to fill that capacity with something. What the heck am I talking about? What I'm talking about is having direct leading edge experiences and doing this on a consistent basis. So what is a direct leading edge experience? Well, let's play a little game. I'll give you uh, an example and you can just sit there and kind of nod your head. Yes or no. Is this a direct leading edge experience? You ready? 
uh, popping open a beer, sitting back into the recliner and uh, hitting Netflix and channel surfing for 37 minutes while you try and find the thing that's going to resonate the most with your best possible future self to motivate you. So hopefully you're nodding your head no right now because this is not a direct experience. This is a spectator experience. This is you watching others have a direct experience instead of your own direct experience. Now, let's say a friend invites you to join them on the set where they're filming an episode. Well, assuming you've never done that before, now I think this is a little more of a direct leading edge experience. Let's continue the game, shall we? <laughs> uh, a friend says, oh my God, you have to listen to this comedian. She's hilarious. She's so funny. I'm going to send you the, the link. And they send you a link to the YouTube video and you start watching this comedian. And you're laughing and your tears are rolling down your face and you're thinking, wow, this is so funny. Okay. Is this a direct leading edge experience? No, it's not. You are looking at a piece of glass with colors and shapes and sounds and you're substituting that for reality. Now again, there's a time and a place for everything, but if you want to become more powerful, you got to lift the weight. If you want to become uh, more interesting, you better become more interested. If you want to develop wisdom, you must embrace experience. And so almost by default, if it involves a screen, it is not a direct experience. Now, you might be the one speaking, you might be the one teaching, or you might be involved in some sort of a virtual community where people are talking back and forth, and that's cool, that's alive, that's a decent substitute for a face-to-face -face dialogue. But if you're consuming others' content, and that's your default, you are so far away from a direct experience that you probably don't even recognize what you're missing out on. And I'm not making fun of anybody here. I'm not, and I really am not picking on you. I just know how pervasive it is in our culture right now and how fashionable it is to be a consumer of content. So this second quadrant, this second wisdom quadrant is direct leading edge experience. So given the choice between watching a show and getting out of your place and going for a walk, only one of these is a direct experience. Reading a book about relationships is not the same thing as taking a few minutes with somebody that's important to you and saying, hey, there's a few things that, that I really want to talk about. You know, that might be you expressing something that you've not quite had the courage to express. It might be you acknowledging them for something beautiful that they've done that you've maybe allowed yourself to take for granted a little bit. Or it might be you saying, hey, there's some things happening that I, I really need your help on. That is a direct experience. Reading about how to have that conversation is not. Only one of these is going to give you this prize of wisdom. And that's the doing of the thing. In 2013, I was in chaos. If I'm honest with myself, I had sold a business and, and left an industry that I'd been in since I was basically a kid. I taught martial arts my whole life. 
had developed a very um, big reputation in the industry. There's hundreds and hundreds of martial arts schools around the world that were using material that I had developed and helped to develop in their teaching, their training, their marketing, their business. I had it really good, but it wasn't in alignment with who I was anymore. I, I had evolved, I had shifted, and I couldn't make myself keep fitting in. So I sold the business and left an industry. And, and I left it cold. It was not like I was continuing to consult here and there. I left 100%. And within six months of doing that, I began to have a lot more energy and a lot more focus. And I began to pay attention to my relationship at the time and realized that the marriage that I was in for 11 years wasn't what we thought it was. And we had grown in very different directions and our values were different. And, and looking back, our values were always different. We just kind of made it work until we realized that it's not working. So in the space of six months, I went from leaving an industry that I'd helped to develop, left a marriage that I'd been in for 11 years and found myself completely drifting. I didn't know what the next step was going to look like. Now, my original plan was I'm going to sell the business. I'll have uh, maybe even a few years of income that's coming in based on everything that I've built. And then that income will give me a cushion and will give me an opportunity to think things through. And but my choices about how to handle the divorce led to uh, my agreement very willingly at that time to pay an alimony settlement that was almost equivalent to the payments that I was receiving for the sale of the business. And the reason I'm sharing this is because I found myself at, at uh, 38 years of age without a reliable income. I didn't even know what, what I should do. I had all this experience, but I wasn't clear on what the next step was. And I'll be completely candid with you here. I was freaking out because I didn't know what my value was. I didn't know how I was going to create anything that, that was useful for other people. I knew how to teach martial arts. I didn't know how to translate that into other things. I was dealing with the, the loss of the relationship. And in looking back, there was many things that I did to contribute to that. But at the time... It was consuming. It was overwhelming. And I, I would, um, I'd find myself waking up in the middle of the night sometimes crying because I was so overwhelmed and sad and hurt and guilty. And I was just feeling all this stuff. And yeah, I was doing a lot of things to try and educate myself. I was trying to study marketing and trying to study, you know, sales and, you know, what can I do? And none of it resonated. It just wasn't, it just didn't feel like me. It felt fake. It felt like I was, I was copying somebody else's stuff. And I, I mean, if it worked for them, that's great, but it didn't feel like me. And one day I just got this idea to, to take my phone and, and record a video I just got off the phone with uh, a client. I did have two clients back then and very appreciative of their role in my life and, and allowing me to guide them and coach them. And they were getting great results. So I was, I was happy. 
But I did a call with one of my clients and he was having a great quarter. He was loving life. That also meant job security for me. And so we got off the phone and it was just one of those days like, wow, okay, you know what? This, this, at least right now, things are, things are pretty good. And with that awareness that, hey, right now, things are actually pretty good. With that awareness, I began to feel this kind of really good energy. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to make a video. I'm going to post on Facebook. So I recorded a video, put it on Facebook and kind of forgot about it. And at that time I had around 300 friends on Facebook and I checked that video and all of a sudden all these people had shared the video. And I thought, whoa, this is really encouraging. It felt really good. It felt like I had done something useful for people. And people in the comments are like, wow, this video is really good. And that motivated me. So I made another video and I kept making videos just with my phone. And within a couple of months, I had so much fun making those videos. And I started getting messages from people all around the world asking me questions because they perceived that I was qualified to help them based on how I was showing up in the video. Within three months, I had actually started to get some ideas about what I might be able to share with them on a deeper level that would be useful for them, that would be worth some sort of investment. And then I made an offer. I said, if I put together a training, would you want to do it? And we had 34 people say, yes, we'll do it. And they invested. And I remember vividly the feeling that this was going to work. I can actually help people through Facebook, through the internet, through my phone. I can actually help people that have value in people's lives. And I can receive a fair investment back that will allow me to pay my bills. It will allow me to satisfy my commitments and it will allow me to grow. The reason I share this whole story is because I remember the temptation of wanting to buy courses and read books and, and learn just a little more so that I could have the right formula and the right system. And then I thought nothing beats experience. So let me just get some experience. Let me just make some videos. And some of them were not good at all. Some of those videos, I watched them and I'm like, yeah, that was fake. Uh, yeah, that was, I was really trying too hard. But you know what? I just allowed myself to have that failure. I allowed myself to have that experience. And I just trusted that the next one would be better. And the next one would be better. And now at this point, years later, I've made thousands of videos and have developed a skill and a, a certain fitness around that. I've learned to listen better and to see what people are struggling with and how I might be able to help them. And I've taught lots of other people how to do this as well. And we actually have clients now who are living this total five freedom lifestyle because they're just running things from their phone and they're sharing their wisdom in a way that's incredibly relevant and useful for their clients and their students. And now you have freedom anywhere you got Wi-Fi, you can help people. And if you're helping people, you will be helped. You can not to sound crude, but you can write your own paycheck. You can decide exactly how much money you'd like to receive because every dollar, every, every, every part of every currency that you receive is a result of someone else's choices to improve their life using what you can share with them. But you have to bring wisdom to the table, not just knowledge. 
And I'm not calling anybody out here. There's a lot of great courses and there's a lot of great programs and certifications and they're all useful to a certain degree. But any program that does not empower you to go out and get your own experience so that you can develop wisdom and bring that to your the people that you're serving, I, I think that's actually a, a detriment. I think that actually holds you back and it keeps you stuck in this loop of learning and learning and learning and learning, hoping that someday you're going to learn enough and then the money gods will smile and you go, you are now smart. Here's your money. It's not how it works. Direct leading edge experience is the only way that you can expand the amount of content that's inside of you. Otherwise, you're going to become boring. You will be so smart and boring. You'll be so intelligent and boring. You'll have so much information and nobody will care. You'll be the smartest, loneliest person at the networking event. You will be the sharpest tool in a shed where you look around and you're actually the only tool. I'm not calling you a tool. <laughs> I guess I actually am kind of saying you're a tool. Don't be a tool. Don't be boring. Live a life that's inspired, live a life where every day you lay your head on the pillow at night, looking back and going, what a day this was because you made it a day of adventure. You made it a day of direct leading edge experiences. You're like, well, Jesse, I'm just not really a courageous type. Oh, cool. You're listening to the wrong podcast then. If you think you're not adventurous, who taught you to believe that? And an adventure doesn't have to mean climbing Mount Everest and swimming with dolphins and all. No, adventure can be holding incredible space and presence with somebody who you detect is in some pain and you can actually look at their soul through the mirror of their eyes and you can see the core of, of what they actually are. And you can watch them start to light up from the inside out. And you can feel the, the hair stand up on your arms and you can feel your own heart opening and you can realize, shit, this is all done with people. That might be an encounter at a coffee shop from one soul to another. If that's not adventure, I don't know what is. But it's your choice to live an adventurous life or not. Direct leading edge experience is what deepens your content. It's what gives you more and more information that converts to knowledge. And through the experiences that you're having, through the adventures that you are creating and co-creating, all of that knowledge will become applied experientially. And now you'll have a story to tell. And as you're telling the story about the time that this thing happened, you'll be conveying knowledge through the story, but people won't even hear the words that you're saying because they're watching this performance performance, if you will, of you being so fully present and so fully in the moment that they're just sitting there going, wow, I dig this person, not because you're so badass, but because you remind them that they're a badass. You remind them that they have this energy and this power and this light and this beauty inside of them just waiting to spring forth. And now you are waking people up by the virtue of your presence, not by what you know, but by what you 
be by how you're showing up. You are automatically eliciting this higher frequency, this greater energy from that person who finds themselves in your presence. But the only way that you can do this is to do it. The only way that this happens is by you taking responsibility for being on your own leading edge. If you've ever found yourself answering the question, so what's new? And you answer the question with something like, well, you know, same old, same old. Just realize you're probably already dead. You just still have a body. Wake the F up. Same old, same old. Who taught you to say that? At what point did the, the child that was so curious and frisky and fun and willing to risk getting in a little trouble just to have the experience. At what point did that part of you go away? Let that part back out. It's time to come out and play. It's time to go and do something new. Do something new. I'll say it again. Go out and do something new or go in and do something new. If you haven't sat in silence for 30 minutes, give it a shot. I promise you that is a direct leading edge experience. All sorts of things will begin to move. Or go look in the mirror at yourself and look at your own eyes until you can begin to see the spark in the essence of what you actually are peeking out from behind those quite human eyes of yours. You start to see something deeper and wiser and perhaps infinite. All that you need is about three, four minutes and a mirror. Look, direct leading edge experiences are just waiting to be had. And if you make the choice to embrace these, your, not only your capacity will expand from taking care of yourself. That's our first quadrant. But the second quadrant, the content, the actual contents of your life, what you learn, what you see, what you feel, what you say, what you express, what you share. Look, you have all these qualities inside of you right now. They're just waiting to be exercised and developed. So develop your sense of humor, develop your sense of curiosity, develop your sensuality, develop yourself as a lover of life, develop yourself as a courageous explorer of your own leading edge. And this doesn't have to be scary. In fact, the more you do it, the less scary it becomes because you realize there's nothing to be afraid of. You stop fearing rejection. You stop feeling inadequate and you just start going through the day with nothing to hide, nothing to prove. And you become increasingly radiant and magnetic. And everybody's like, who is that? You'll never want for anything again. All it requires is embracing your own direct leading edge experiences. Every day is waiting for you. This day is waiting for you. You might be listening to this late at night, about to fall asleep. Although I don't recommend this podcast for right before you go to sleep. <laughs> but before you go to sleep tonight, do something new. Do something for the first time. Do something that's on your own leading edge. If it makes your heart beat a little bit and you get a little bit, ooh, I don't know. It's probably a good idea. Go and give it a shot. At the very least, you'll develop some experience. But there's nothing to be afraid of. There's just nothing to fear. And as you continue to embrace your own leading edge, 
you have more and more stories, you have more and more insights, more and more wisdom to share with other people. And that increases the number of people that you can help. And the more people that you can help and the deeper you can help somebody, the more valuable you are. If it sounds like I'm crusading and advocating for you to become a full-fledged member of the wisdom economy where you get paid in so many different ways, not just money, but you receive so much support and so much ability to contribute even further because of what you know and who you are, not where you work. If it sounds like I'm crusading for that, I absolutely am. Because I believe that only if you are a member of the wisdom economy will you be immune from the chaos that is coming. Shifts are beginning to happen rapidly. Whether it's a political situation or whether it's a, a, a war that's happening somewhere or an economic catastrophe and a total downturn in the market, maybe even a crash. These are only scary for people who've not learned to surf change. But when you know how to surf change, which this wisdom, these wisdom quadrants ensure as you are taking care of yourself, as you are embracing your own leading edge, change becomes a normal thing for you. So when everybody else around you is freaking out because their certainty is shaken, you'll be standing there in the eye of the hurricane, calm, confident. You may not know exactly what to do next, but you know that you'll find out. And as you find out, you'll embrace it and you'll share it and you'll express it and you become a leader. You become a resource for others. And in times of chaos, the ones who are calm and confident rise to the top of other people's lists. People begin to seek you out. Family members may come to you for help and you may have clients and customers that you didn't even know were there. And all of a sudden they're saying, Hey, how can, how can we work with you? You're like, well, I don't really have a business for that. They're like, it doesn't matter. We need your help. Okay. From my perspective, this is the only path worth developing because it's the only way to remain uniquely human in a world of increasing commoditization, a world of increasing sameness and mediocrity, a world where algorithms and artificial intelligence and robotics and nanotech and genetics is multiplying faster than our human mind has the capacity to comprehend. Wisdom is the only human quality that will keep you from being disrupted. So go out there and do something new. Embrace your own leading edge. I'd love to hear how you're doing this. If you're finding your own leading edge experiences, send me an email. Send an email to connect at jesseelder.com. This will help me to create messages and podcasts that are even more relevant for you. And in future episodes, we'll look at the other two quadrants and how to put all of this together into co a cohesive way of being. So your, your mental OS, your, your mental operating system is continually upgraded so that you're not only in the best shape of your life, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, but you have an increasing amount of wisdom to share. And when we touch on the next 
two quadrants, the zero point and the production zone, you'll find yourself quite naturally embracing your own genius and sharing it in a way that is increasingly valuable for those around you. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for making this a part of your day. This information is only as good as your application of it. So go and apply it in a way that feels right for you. And I look forward to seeing you and connecting with you on the next podcast. Thank you.